Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hello, and welcome to the Motherhood Grace podcast. I am your host, Kate, and today we are talking about how to be a better gift giver. So I hope this is timely enough for you and you have not purchased all of your holiday gifts. Although I'll be honest, there are two types of people, right? There are people that are like me. We're a little crazy. We try to get all of our holiday shopping done as early as possible. And then there are people like my husband who go out on Christmas Eve and hope that there are things there that they can buy. I actually truly don't understand how anyone can feel comfortable just going out like even the week of Christmas. I would be completely stressed out. But regardless, I wanted to talk about this topic of being a better gift giver because it is something that I aspire to be. I would not call myself a great gift giver, but I did a lot of research for this episode here and learned some tips myself. I got some really cool ideas that I had never thought of and was like, you know what? We're definitely going to get some, you know, good inspiration onto the world with this episode. So how to be a better gift giver. Let's just dive right on into it. The first thing, and I actually do this tip myself, even though it was one that I found out there as a little hack, is to pay attention and keep note like all year long or as long as you can. So what that means is I have a running note, like I have an iPhone, so I use iNotes or what are they called? Just notes all the time. I mean, that's where I write a lot of the stuff for the podcast. It is where I keep like lists of Christmas stuff for the past couple years and I'll like flip back and forth to see what did I get last year? How much did I spend? I just, I like to keep everything there because then I have it on my phone when I am out and about. But anyway, I have a note in my phone that has pretty much everybody listed. And if there's anything that I see during the year, like, you know, maybe someone's shoes or slippers seem to be falling apart. Like I will keep, I'll go into my notes and say like, you know, new slippers or something. Um, Or another way that I saw to write it is to actually put it in the contact of the person so that when you're actually shopping for that person, it's all just listed right there. So I think it depends on how you like to do it, whether you think of it by person or you think of it maybe by holiday. So I tend to think in holiday. And even if I were to buy somebody a a birthday gift, I would go to like that section to find it. But just take note of what they really love. If they say they're like in need of something new, Maybe if you go shopping with them and you notice that they really are just focusing on an item, but they're not actually buying it, you know, keep note of that and write it down right away, truly, because you will forget. 
Like that is definitely something I have learned like, oh, oh yes, I will always remember forever and ever that my sister was looking at those earrings at this specific boutique. And like truly when it comes to her birthday, I'm like, huh, what do I get her? <laughs> you know, so always write it down right away. And you can even ask someone else. So someone who's close to them. So, you know, maybe my sister's husband, they live across the state right now. I could message him and say, hey, is there anything you noticed that Paige really needs or that she's been talking about lately? Or have you been wanting to make things at home? Or maybe, you know, a fun one, for example, is like maybe they've been making some cocktails at home and you need like a new little mixer or you want to try some different things and you could get them the ingredients to actually make those things. So, you know, just keeping in mind what that specific person has either mentioned that they need or you notice that they need. Another tip is to think about the person's interests, but not too much. So this is actually more of like a reverse tip i apologize the dog is barking and he you can probably hear him but i just got to keep going so thinking about their interests but not too much so i just listened to a podcast that was talking about this and specifically talking about it with an only child and they were saying that anytime they mention something to their parents like you know, oh, I might be interested in ballet class. Like all of a sudden their mom is like buying three different tutus and the shoes and the dance bag. And all of a sudden it's like so overwhelming. There's all this pressure on it. And it's like, I think I just wanted to try it. I'm not saying it's my favorite thing in the world. And now they don't really want to do it anymore because that other person has like taken on like made it such a bigger deal than it was really meant to be. So I thought that was super interesting because I absolutely did this with Charlotte for sure. Um, it's like if she mentions anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to like go make this a big thing because I really wanted her to find something that she really loves and that she really loves to do. And then I like just blast it and it's too much it's just it's just too much um and so there was also a story i saw where someone said like that they mentioned to their mom that they like polar bears for so for like the next 20 years they got something with a polar bear on it every single time it's like i don't even know if i like polar bears that much i might i must have just said it one time and like that has become my identity so try not to go too overboard even if you know someone does like something if they have a an abundance of it you know just let it be think about something else that they might really like and if it's hard to think about what someone likes like i can think my dad can be a little bit tricky about you know i know like one or two of his interests, but are there other things? Um, some recommendations are to take a look in their home or their office, pay attention to like, what books do they have? What are their little knickknacks? Do they only have old photos around and maybe need some new updated ones? A recommendation was to check out their Spotify and see what they've been listening to. And if there's any like other gift that you could give, um, outside of that i'm not really great with music so like i'm probably not the person to recommend in that sphere but maybe if like that artist has you know a shirt or tickets coming up or something like that like that was kind of the spirit of checking out their spotify um thinking about have they picked up a new hobby this year or have they mentioned that they would like to try a new hobby our family is constantly trying new and different things so 
you know, that can be fun to get them the right type of uh, equipment for their new hobby. So just thinking about what are the things that are comprising their life right now. And even, you know, my one of my family members always says they don't have a hobby. You know, there's not really too many things that they're interested in, but they do like to watch shows like they genuinely enjoy watching shows. So think about, well, what could that make that experience more fun? Maybe it's a really warm, cozy blanket or um, like a cute glass to drink out of or maybe a new tea mug with some teas. Um, just thinking about like, well, any experience that they like to do, how can you elevate it? This is my favorite tip. And this is one that I came up with is to think about their love language. And at this point, it's really laughable about how often I bring up this topic. I think especially because I've never done a podcast that just talks about the five love languages. But here's what I was thinking as I was going through tips and looking up research for this episode, everywhere kept saying like experiences are the best gift. And, you know, to always, if you can't think of something, try to give an experience. And truthfully, it's not always the case. For my kid, experiences are not the best gift. She would much rather have a tangible item that someone picked up and thought of her than go see like a Broadway show, for example. Not that she wouldn't love to go see a Broadway show and she would definitely enjoy it. But that's not the best way to make her feel loved. Now, if you gave her money to go to the to the Broadway show and she got to pick up something there, like, you know, even a wand or a little stuffy or a t-shirt, and that was like the memorable, tangible item from that experience, she would love that. Like she would rather have something that reminds her of the experience and where she got it than really even doing the experience itself. So really, I think it's important to think about the person and what their love language is. Like my daughter feels love by receiving gifts. And I felt really awful about that for a long time because this was evident from the beginning. And and everybody's, well, all kids love getting gifts. Oh yes, kids do love to get gifts. In fact, I love to get gifts and I'm, you know, 34 years old. However, she, and, and to an extent I am too, like she is very sentimental and that's more what the love language of receiving gifts is, is being sentimental about the item that every time they see the item, it's a remember, it's a remembrance of that they're loved, that someone picked that item up and got that for her. And she tells me all the time you know, Grammy got me these shoes, Nana got me this stuffy. Um, she will like go through her items and she can't give away the things that someone got for her because she's like, well, I can't, you know, Auntie May got me that, I can't get rid of that. So that is how I knew that was her love language. And it's like a step beyond just enjoying opening up a gift. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the five love languages and give you some ideas, especially if you know whoever the person is that you're buying for, if you know their love language. And another pro tip could be, this is like a fun thing to possibly talk about at Thanksgiving to just, you know, maybe have everybody take the quiz or talk about, you know, what do you think your love language is? And now you have like a little cheat sheet of some good things that you could give to people during the holiday season. So if someone is a receiving gifts like my daughter, 
just really thinking about things that could be sentimental to them. I mean, honestly, even just bringing her a little treat home when I like go somewhere, it's like her whole, like I got her socks the other day at Costco because they had Jojo bows on them. And you would have thought I got her the best thing ever. She told me 900 times how much she loves her new socks. And I feel terrible because <laughs> I read the sizes wrong and they're like sizes, like two sizes too small. So they're going to fit for like this week. Uh, but she just loves these socks so much because she was like, ah, you thought of me when you saw this. So it's one of those things for these people. Like when you see something, does it remind you of them? Except don't go to the polar bear extreme. Don't be like, okay, they have 900 of these, so they need one more thing, right? Um, so try to make it meaningful. I think giving like a scrapbook or a photo album, something that is sentimental, that shows you know, that you really care, you really like all these experiences that you have had together. I think if you think about something that you have done together, if you could like emulate that. So maybe if you're thinking about your husband or something and like your first date was at a place, maybe you give them even a gift card that you can both go to that place. It's still an experience um, maybe there, or maybe you get them like, we have a tea shop down the street that I just like love this little tea shop. You know, I would totally love to get like tea and a little cup from there just because like I love that little business. It would mean a lot, I know, to support them, those types of things. Words of affirmation. So words of affirmation, you know, definitely lends to writing something that is just really heartfelt. Maybe you actually write an original poem. And of course, it could be funny too. It doesn't have to be super sentimental, but you could write something for them. Maybe you put together a playlist with unique lyrics. So you really go through and think about each song and why you're actually putting that song on there and like make a little album for them. Um, you know, just like type it out and write or write out why you picked each of the songs. Beautiful stationery or a beautiful journal is definitely a way to appeal to that words of affirmation. And then even something just customized with a phrase or an inside joke. There are lots of little shops on Etsy that have like bracelets where you can engrave something, a keychain that you can engrave something. And so just thinking about like what would be really meaningful to your relationship, what is something that would really matter, and just putting that on there. Quality time, of course, lends itself to experiences, so lots of ways that you could think about things that you could do together. Uh, but if you wanted to even actually get a gift, I thought things like a picnic basket with all of the goods in there so that you could actually go and spend time together, go on picnics together, maybe actually planning a trip or even getting like new luggage or travel. So, you know, and insinuating that you're going to go travel together, spend time together, or they can go see loved ones. They can get out into the world. One of those little date jars or coupon books um, with little, you know, things that you can do together would definitely mean a lot. Planning out a really thoughtful date. So really taking the time to think about what is something that they would really love to do or that they have been mentioning that they want to do, or possibly even just getting some board games or puzzles, different things that you can actually sit down and do together. These are all great for someone who's quality time. 
The next one is acts of service. And so this is what my top love language is um, for me to receive love is acts of service. So I would recommend taking something off the person's plate, whether that could be like a gift card to Instacart for the year so that they don't have to run out to go get groceries every time they could order it just on, at home. Um, and save them that time, maybe a deep cleaning of their house or some type of cleaner to come, maybe like a landscaper, although that can get pretty pricey, but maybe just even offering to do, you know, like the front of the house or the side of the house, whatever it is, a subscription box for meal planning or for any of those that like send you the ingredients to give that a try to see if they really like that. Um, one that could be cute is like a breakfast in bed, taking like the morning off and you could even upgrade it by actually getting one of the little trays and kind of making it like, maybe it's a every first Sunday of the month, I'm going to make you breakfast in bed and you really make it like a cute little experience. Definitely a coupon book and, and gifting many ways that you could provide active service is meaningful to someone. Um, I was laughing at this one, but my mother-in-law got me this one year for Christmas, which was a Roomba, which is like, was awesome. Cause I hate having to clean up in that way and, uh, sweep and all that. So I love my Roomba. Um, and this, I thought was a unique one. I saw where someone said like, get all of the item, like the dry cleaning items and have them all dry cleaned. Like that could be such a huge help to someone, um, especially I was thinking for like elderly or grandparents, something like that is to like get all their bed sheets cleaned or, you know, some of their nice items. And that, that would be super, super helpful. And then one thing I also want to, well, I'll go through physical touch. So we have all five. So let's go through physical touch. So thinking about physical touch, you know, massage, gift certificates. Um, and I really think about like, what are things that what are textures and things that you feel at home that make you feel like super happy and loved inside? So like cozy blankets and robes or slippers, bath bombs so that they could actually get that, you know, take a nice long bath, really relax. A towel warmer. Oh my gosh. I got a towel warmer from my mother-in-law the other year. She's a good gift giver, isn't she? And I love my towel warmer in the winter. It is like, it is just so wonderful. I even put my robe in there sometimes to just get warm in the morning. And then potentially like different massage oils and lotions, things that really do have that physical sensation to them. And then here's a bonus tip since I really went through like actual specific gifts there. If you're doing something like a gift card or an experience, a nice way to package that so they're not just opening up a card is you could give it with a book, you can give it with like a bouquet of flowers, or maybe a box of chocolates going to like a somewhere nearby that just has, you know, some really good sweets, or a little dessert, something like that. So you have something to actually gift. Um, and of course, if you're actually going somewhere, perhaps like bottles of wine or something to drink for the night, like that could be a really, really nice way to actually bring something with that gift besides just the gift card. And then the last tip that I discovered was to try to remember that personalized is more impactful than price. So don't feel like you have to spend a ton of money, but thinking about how can you really make it personal? I find that having a kid makes this super easy because we can frame her artwork. If we have her draw something, we can put it on a mug or a plate, which is actually what I'm planning this year because her art has just gotten so 
cute. I'm obsessed with it. So I really want to make some personalized mugs and have her draw. Like, I'm just going to name a person, tell her to draw a picture of it. I'm going to scan it and then just put it on a mug. So everybody's going to have their own little picture. And I'm going to get some good, goody little treats to put in there. I'm excited. And then we also, and this one might take some planning. So it may be too late for that this year, but we usually get family photos done sometime during the year before the holidays. And then we can always give updated photo gifts to my parents and grandparents. Um, it is a little funny because it does feel like everyone is different. So some families, like my grand, my mom's parents have pictures of like the family everywhere like everywhere you look they just have pictures of everyone they love having those pictures same with my dad's mother she has like her wedding wall and then her grandkid wall and now she has great grandkids and the like there are just pictures of everyone everywhere so we are definitely a family that likes having personalized photos around um and so being able to gift them some of them like to just keep adding to the wall and they have like a ridiculous amount of photos now and then some of them just like to replace and so i just get the gifts accordingly either a printed one or a new framed picture or i just and i also make sure that i offer to hang it up so that it's not extra work on them but that's just a really fun way to gift to parents and grandparents and i do the same thing for my husband I'm just updating some of the pictures that he has at work. Um, and a lot of times we try to make them a little bit more personalized. Even for Father's Day, I went through and I just printed some of, I printed about 30, I would say, of my favorite pictures of him and Charlotte through the years. And we just like cut them out and made a big collage. And so that's really fun to look at too. So also remembering that just like personalizing and making something for someone can sometimes just really have a bigger impact than even like the nicest gift. And then one last gift that I like to do is I like to think about either the person's favorites or my favorites. So my, you know, sister, sister-in-law, mom, mom-in-law, we all have very similar interests. And so usually if I find something where I'm like, this was my favorite purchase of the year, I, I it's like a favorite things, right? Like here are some of my favorite things. I, I want to get it for all of them to try to see if they like it. So that's one idea or one of their favorite things basket. So if you have someone who's hard to buy for, you can just make a little basket of all the things that they really love. Maybe thinking about you know, their favorite candle or their favorite coffee or their favorite thing to eat or what reminds you of them. So what are things that they have at their house? So you're always like, when I come here, I'm always looking forward to this and like kind of adding to their replenishment. So thinking about like favorites, whether it's yours or theirs. Well, I hope this was a helpful episode. I love to brainstorm and think of different ideas and I hope you got some unique ones that you will be able to use this holiday season. I am definitely getting super excited for the holidays. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming and daunting, um, but this year I just have this sense of like, I can't, I can't wait for it to come. Um, and so that's always fun. So next week, I'm actually going to be doing a more specific gift guide talking about some I actual ideas that you could give to different people in your life and 
while I know that these are sometimes better read as blog posts, I will definitely include a blog post with this, but we'll just talk through some of them and why I think they make great gifts. So I hope you'll tune in next week and I hope that you have a fantastic week. All right, mama, I have a question. Are you glowing? We've all heard about that pregnancy or new mom glow, though I cannot confirm that was true for me. But if you are in need of some skincare or beauty products to help elevate your glow factor, search no farther than today's podcast sponsor, Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a disruptive clean beauty brand pioneering a movement to get safer products into the hands of everyone. My favorite glow-worthy products in skincare are the All Bright Sea Serum in the morning and the Overnight Resurfacing Peel in the evening. They're my dynamic duo. Plus, a little Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer for safe PF and a fresh mom look during the day. If you'd like to try some clean skincare or makeup products, check out katesbeautycounter.com. Just go to katesbeautycounter.com.